0: voice of Super Bowl champion DeMarco Farr, I'm Kirk Morrison. Still joined alongside of us here, ESPN Chargers reporter Eric Williams. And when we left off, uh, I had to ask you the question of the expectations for the 2019 Los Angeles Chargers. A team that I felt were right there on the doorstep of winning a possible division title. They make it to the playoffs. Yep. They, I, I say they kind of limped into the playoffs a little bit. They were really banged up. They were. They go down to Baltimore. And they win on the road. They stifled Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. in terms of implementing seven defensive backs and only five down, uh, four down linemen, one linebacker. But talking to Coach Lynn, that was more out of necessity and not because yes. he was game planning. Yeah. But then they go up to Foxborough and just get beat down by the yeah. actual the eventual ch- eventual yeah. champion. Yeah, that was ugly, New England Patriots. So now coming off of last year, what are realistic expectations for this team?
1: Yeah, I think realistic. Expectations for this team—it's hard to go twelve and four again I think, yeah. in the league. I mean, they went nine and zero on the road. That's that's rare that you're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, ten and six, eleven and five, somewhere around there, and then potentially compete for an AFC West division crown. They haven't won it since two thousand nine. I think that's important for this team uh, to go ahead and win the AFC West for the first time in a decade. Get that home field advantage, so you're not going on the road and playing in Baltimore, in New England where it's 20 degrees and you can play in this 75 degrees Southern California weather and then run your stuff like you normally do, sleep in your own bed, those kind of things. I think it's hard to go on the road and be road warriors and, and go where these guys want to go, which is they, they say is the Super Bowl. Now, that's bold talk for a one-eyed fat
0: man, right? When <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> and Mahomes right. are still in your division. Got that dude. That's going to be tough, right? You know, um, to say, oh, we need to win the AFC West, but you got a big fat Chiefs problem. Yeah. Just like they got a Seattle Seahawks problem on yeah. this side, right? They're not going away. I, I think when you look at the Chiefs, obviously, offense,
1: Tyreek Hill, team to work through the situation is going to be there. Uh, Kelsey, uh, everything they bring. Damian Williams seemed to just go on there and play running back, and Kareem Hunt, no, nobody's to yeah, really talked about speak. that at all.
0: Melvin Gordon, are you listening? I'm Just saying. <laughs> just saying. See? Had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But defensively, Spags. Yeah, new D, yeah.
1: You're running a, a four-three instead of three-four. Yeah. I don't know what. You spags got the are honey badger there. <laughs> yeah. You got Frank Clark. There's a lot of new pieces there defensively. So early on, maybe they're working out some kinks a little bit. Now, obviously, uh, they can score with anybody, right? But defensively, I mean, you split with them anyway, didn't you last year? Yeah. yeah 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 at, at k c they won which, that was
0: which the was one big. that was the one I told coach uh, I talked to him this off season. I said, Anthony, tell me about just that game in general. what did that game do for you? That was a Thursday night game, yeah. division on the line pretty much in terms of you know seating and could this team eventually can they you know find a way to win it in the last couple of weeks of the season, mm-hmm. but to go into Kansas City and to win, especially going for two and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and winning? I thought that was a symbolic victory for them last year, but it proved to me. And help me if I'm wrong here, Eric, that this team, the, the 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 kind of the stereotype about the Chargers, were that they couldn't win a big game. They didn't they didn't know how to win a big game. They invented a word, chargering. Yeah, chargering. Yes. <laughs> ha, ha, have they got rid of chargering now? Is is that all Eww. put to bed now with with, with Anthony Lane now going into year three? We'll, Greg we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, they, They're very
1: they're very resilient. And right. they won a lot of close games, and, and you know how it is. You've been on teams where you figure out ways to win, and then you kind of build on that. Right. You expect to win those games at the end of the uh, at the end of games. Um, so we'll see if they can continue that, um, you know, in 2019. But certainly they they've gotten confidence from from how they played um, last year. I think with their stadium situation, you know, just it's being. Fair, yeah. Being in there and having the opposing fans, I think from that, they've kind of taken like a us-against-the-world mentality at home yeah. and on the road because they're dealing with that because at home. Because it's true. But they've always dealt with that. Even yeah. when they were in
0: San Diego, yeah, but it was a great destination. It's though when it's 30,000 versus 65,000.
1: Yeah. And you're in a 30,000-seat stadium and the 15,000 fans are rooting for the other team. It just feels different. But you're right. They've yeah. always dealt with that.
0: When people talk about the Chargers, they always talk about the offense, Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Keaton Allen, Mike Williams. No one's talking enough about that defense and what Gus Bradley's been able to do. Derwin James, we were talking about him to start the show. You know, one of the young, better safeties in all of the NFL last year. You look at the corner position. They added a couple pieces, at linebacker. And then Bosa and Ingram, those two guys on the outside. So when you look at this defense, how – this defense, I feel like, can carry this year more so than in the years past. Looks great on paper.
1: Right. <laughs> but let's see so do I. what right. they're going to do right. <laughs> in games. You're right. they got playmakers at all three levels. You mentioned Bosa and Ingram. Uh, Justin Jones has been playing nice inside That's for high. their third-round pick out of North Carolina State. Uh, second level, Thomas Davis, 36 years old. Looked like he went to Fountain Youth. Can still run. Uh, I'm surprised how long he was seeing the yeah, person. Very long. 235. Um, Perryman's back. Um, Kaiser, Kaiser. Well, that's, what I, that's why you got Kaiser. White. <laughs> right. You got another dude back there that can, right. that can that can fill in. And then in secondary, you mentioned it. Derwin is is the dude for their secondary. Um, and then corners, you got Casey, Michael Davis, Trevor Williams is playing better, healthy. Um, but then you, you got to see it. You know, yeah. is it going to happen in the regular season? Are they going to be able to get off the field, take the ball away? Those kind of things. Derwin James is modern NFL football on defense, yep. right?
0: I mean, yep. you can just play him anywhere. He's he's just great.
1: If you're going to build an NFL player for 2019. That would be a guy 6'2", 215, 220 will hit you, but also can run for four and can cover in space. Yeah. His long can get you on the ground in space. He's great.
0: I hope he reaches his potential, like they don't mess it up or something bad happens. But anyway, what are you going to do at left tackle? What's going on with your left tackle?
1: Russell O'Connor. Russell has a a pulmonary embolism from blood clots, which is is more of a a life thing. Yeah, When is he going to be out in the field? Um, you know, I know Russ a little bit because I covered him when he was a Seahawks, Was there when he got drafted. Good dude. Um, I also believe recently had a child. Recently had a son. Uh, so dealing with that part of it too. Um, they're not going to rush him. They're going to wait till he's fully cleared with everything, and that might not happen until into the season. So he might miss games during the regular season before he's cleared and 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 returns to the field, if at all. So right now they're, they're playing Trent Scott at left tackle, an undrafted rookie out of grounding last year. That played a little bit uh, last year. And then Sam Tevy is their right tackle that, that started the majority of, of last year, replaced Joe Barksdale at right tackle. Between those guys, they have, I think, 16 starts. Wow. Very young at yeah. tackle. Wow. They drafted a guy, Trey Pipkins, out of Sioux Falls, Division Two, more of a project Long, lanky. They like his athleticism, but he just—they don't know what he's going to look like when you put him in a game. That's their swing tackle. Wow. wow. So they have legitimate issues at, at O line, and a, and a guy that isn't Russell Wilson that's not going to be able to run around and evade. Um, so we'll see how that evolves, how the how they play together. Um, but that that's going to be, to me, the number one issue
0: besides Melvin. I don't feel bad for you. The Rams have a center and a guard <laughs> with zero stars. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Rams training camp on ESPN LA is presented by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Uh, last question before we get you out of here, though, Eric, is that Sean McVay's been here. This is now his third season. He was rewarded with a contract extension after two seasons. Mm-hmm. He earned it. We look at where Anthony Lynn is and what he's had to deal with in terms of not only relocating a football team, very competitive in his first year, second year, they make the playoffs. What does he need to do in order to get that same contract extension? Or how do they how do they feel about Anthony Lynn having shown what he's? I mean, having seen what he's done over the first couple seasons as coach, they love him in the building. Um, I think one of
1: the things when they went through the interview process that they liked about Anthony and that that you've seen is just leadership. There was a leadership void before Anthony came in. From a coaching perspective, and they're having covered the previous regime. So you're saying Hunt, McCoy, I'll throw the names out I'm there. McCoy. <laughs> I'll throw the name out McCoy. there. McCoy. Yeah not necessarily a guy that's a leader of men.
0: Well, and he was also fired from his position as an offensive coordinator last year in Arizona, so that's... You said it. Yes,
1: right. That horse uh-huh. is
0: almost dead. Keep kicking uh-huh. it. A, a great tactician, a good X's
1: and O's guys, but not, I think not necessarily a leader of men. I think you have that with Anthony. Right. And then you've done a great job of surrounding him with, with, with good, experienced coaches. When you said Wiz on offense, Gus on defense, right. uh, George Stewart, who they bring from Minnesota, You know, has a presence coaching special teams, and then even the position coaches like Giff Smith, D-Line, they got dudes. And so, yeah, I mean, he's the guy. Um, so we'll see if they're going to pay him. Don't mess it up. No, don't mess it up. <laughs> what he deserves to be paid to keep him. Up. Because okay. obviously people know about him league wise. He's oh, not a yeah. secret anymore. Uh-huh. So if you're not going to pay him, and there's no salary cap with coaches,
0: correct? Somebody else will. Yeah, who's on the hot seat? What coaches are on the hot seat? Uh, everybody is. When they can fire you after year one. On, <laughs> I'll give you one Detroit. Ah! ah ah That's only, he's only in his second year. Motown. <laughs> See? It don't <laughs> take awesome. long. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> hey, Eric, man, appreciate the time. I'll let you get back to practice and I'll uh, be uh, seeing what you got, uh, got writing over the next couple of days. Appreciate no it, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. Sir.